Uh, welcome back, Clinka Podcast. Uh, today, we're fortunate to have Curtis with us, um, aka Keto Junkie. Curtis, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, um, I am a 37-year-old male. No, nah, you don't need to do all that. But no, I am <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a, um, well, I am 37. That's no joke. But uh, I have, um, I've been... Let's just start with the with the big things. I used to weigh 525 plus pounds. I am now I lost 300, so I'm around that 225 area. Wow. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you. If you want to know a little bit, I'm from uh, North Carolina, born and raised. I've, you know, my dad was in the military, so I've been here and there. But North Carolina has always been near and dear and has been my home. I'm currently living in Charlotte, North Carolina, went to college at UNC Charlotte, go 49ers, not San Francisco. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but no, I went for computer engineering and uh, yeah, that's just a little brief, brief about me right now. So so let me ask you, when you were 525 and um, when you were 525 pounds, what what when you woke up that morning, the day you decided to start, what? hit came in your mind and and that's that's the thing I, I always get asked that question and it's uh it wasn't I would say it wasn't just one thing it was a culmination of multiple things um I being that that heavy and I always tell this story because a lot of people are just like yeah I know what my weight was uh, you know I am a a male so us being males we don't necessarily like going to the doctor as often as we should so right absolutely. Um, <laughs> so when I did end up uh, going to the doctor I did 525 was like what it was at the time and I always say, and people always tell me that were around me saying, no, you were, I'm pretty sure you were heavier than that because, you know, just X, Y, Z. I wasn't able to get weighed until I was, went to a hospital that had the scale where you can weigh yourself in a wheelchair. So, so I say 525, but uh, I was, it was March. Well, actually it was a little bit before it was February, 2019. Uh, I started the, the thinking process and the research process in regards to what I wanted to do. Cause like I said, it was a culmination. It was finding out about my health, high blood pressure came into the picture. Um, my readings weren't all that once I did go to get a primary care doctor, cause that was like the first step I wanted to do before, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do in regards to weight loss. So high blood pressure was runs and granted, I'm not on camera, but I'm using air quotes uh, runs in my family because I know some people say that high blood pressure isn't genetic. It just happens because of diet and everything like that. Um, But yeah, so I woke up February, you know, well, I was researching and then in March, I was just like, nah, this is what we're going to do. This is I'm just going to have to do it. I did it cold turkey. Wow. yeah, yeah, my my wife wanted to get it, and I tell, I'll, and I'll talk a little about that because it's a little dangerous what I did. So I always tell people don't do what I do, what I you know do what I say or whatever the saying is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, my wife wanted a house with a with a balcony off the second floor. I wasn't even thinking about having a house with a second floor because of my knees and everything ached, and I didn't want to walk up steps. Right. So that my my health just really just mobility getting around like eventually everything just became added up and became enough so 
That was a yeah. long story. Short, no, right? no, no. That's man. Short um, story long. <laughs> yeah. It's like people don't, people that are like in shape or I say people that aren't heavy really don't know the, all the struggles that you would, we could always be heavy too. I, I mean, my heaviest, I was 354, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not near what you were, but like, you know, I, I did have issues like, you know, it would hurt to like do my job sometimes because I, my back would start hurting from looking at the mm-hmm. iPad too long and stuff. And people don't, you know, people that are in shape or whatever, they, they have no idea like stuff like that. You just said about walking up those stairs because, you know, yeah. for them it's easy. You know, it's just something they do every day or whatever, but like having to do that, like constantly and being bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, do you know Gormy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gormy, we had, we had Gormy on the podcast. Um, like maybe two months ago or something like that, or three months. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was telling me that he had to find a job. He was looking for. He was telling us on the podcast that he had to find a job that was gonna. He could do being. You know, uh, uh, what was he like? Seven hundred pounds or something like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, he yeah. had to. Yeah, he had to find a job around that because he was so big. You know, and. He, he, and, and not to cut you off, but all yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, me being an engineer, um, computer engineering, and then me going into more help desk and tech and things like that. That kind of speaking of that, that kind of uh, opened where I was just like, okay, well, I can be an engineer and I can do this, and because um, I had like little small odd jobs when I was um, younger, like summer jobs, but it were like things like. I worked at Chick-fil-A for a day, but I couldn't handle it because I was standing up to, uh, I was standing, had to stand up right. too long. So I basically had to get rid of that job because I was on my feet too much. Um, then I was like, I worked like a summer job at a warehouse where I was like packaging, you know, I wasn't, I, you know, I just wanted the money. I wasn't thinking about the overall fitness that went into like working at a warehouse where you're like loading forklifts and things like that. So I had to get rid of that job. So yeah, I had to find a job that was more suitable and that suitable job didn't help out in the long run because it was a sedentary job. So I was just sitting at a computer answering phone calls, you know, more call center type things. And yeah, but I know, no, that actually resonated, you know, you find whatever you can to fit into where you were at. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, like when I out of high school, I worked at FedEx and I would think I was like maybe 300, like three, 310 at that time at out of mm-hmm. high school. And um, I was a package handler uh, unloading the, the, the containers that come off the planes mm-hmm. and you know, it was so hard doing that. And I just, you know, I was just never thought about it, but like if I was skinnier, then I started working out or exercising or whatever to get in shape, then hell, you never know. I might be high up at FedEx right now, you know, but yeah, I had exactly. to, leave, I had to leave the job because it was too hard for me. And, and I was just too lazy to do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly what it boils down to. And I'm just like, now that I'm looking at it, granted, you know, I wouldn't be top, Cause I moved from, cause I was in a, a, you know, closer to home. So I moved from there. So it's not like, but I could have like transferred if I was still at Chick-fil-A and been like manager or regional somebody. I don't yeah. know. You never, you never know. There's a lot of what ifs when it comes to it. Like, cause a lot of people ask me like, why, you know, you know, you waited so long that the, the writing was on the wall. I'm like, yeah, but you, you're never going to start until you get like you, I feel like you're not going to start until you get to that point. Like I said, enough is enough. You get to that point and you're like, okay, now I need to make something happen because if not, what's the alternative? So, right. Did you uh, end up getting the house with a second floor balcony? We actually do have a house with a second floor. So, I guess your wife got what she wanted and you got healthy. Yeah, exactly. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, oh, let me take two to three steps at a time. So <laughs> right. <really. laughs> but um, what do you call it? So 
Oh, you said March of 19, right? So it's yeah, been March of 2019. Three years. You've been, yeah. you've well, kept I, your weight I, off I, for three years? Yeah, I've kept it off for, for three years. Actually, Um, and I, I, a lot of people will ask me and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I started off at that amount, March 2019. I would say I had most of it if not a lot of it, uh, a lot of the weight, though, a lot of that 300 was off within a year. Um, wow. It was drastic. And that's why I have like I talk about on my Instagram, I have a lot of loose skin because I went in. You no, know, you know, I know a lot of people don't like using the C word. I didn't have any cheat meals. I went into this I cold, cold turkey. And what I mean by that, I basically was eating tuna pack. I went into the military diet. So tuna packets, black coffee. No, no electrolytes. And I tell people not to do that. What I did, because there was a few times where I like almost fainted, had to catch myself, cut my arm because I like, like, I'm like, nah, make sure you do it gradually because it's a little dangerous if you just dive in head first without, you know, doing that part of the research. So, yeah, you losing 300 pounds in one year. Like when you started losing the weight drastically like that, was your wife concerned about that? Uh, my wife really was um really wasn't but my primary care doctor oh, okay. was like um yeah she was just like she didn't um, maybe didn't know oh yeah because the thing is i went in and you know i you know i went in at the 525 and then i came back and at that time you know six month checkup or whatever a year checkup how, however long it was she was like okay you're a completely different person than the person i met before and i was like yeah you know you know, I've been doing this keto thing, trying to like brush it off. And then she's just like, yeah, it seems to be working. Um, blood panels and, and blood pressure was still high. So it was, it was working its way, but it wasn't as high as it was. So I knew it was doing what it needed to do. But she started to get concerned because there was one time I went in and I was maybe 270-ish, if I can remember the number correctly. And then the next time I went in, which was like a, I want to say a six month period, I already, I dropped like I don't think it was 270 something. It was like close to three. Cause I dropped like maybe 30 to 40, maybe even 50 pounds. And she was like, this is drastic. Um, she didn't, cause she didn't want it to be a shock to my system. And right. I was just like me, I'm just, I'm balls to the wall. I'm all in. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm losing all this weight. It's working. I forget all the rest of the stuff. All I know is it's doing what it needs to do. And she's just like, no, I think you need to like dial it back a little bit. So, you know, I, I agreed, but then afterwards I'm like, Nah, it's working. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, but eventually I it kind of clicked where I was just like, okay, she is right. Um, and I talk about this on my my Instagram as well. Some some posts uh where what I initially did is I wasn't even throwing in exercise, it was just basically diet. So when they do the little memes or whatnot, and it says it's 80 percent nutrition and 20% exercise. Yeah. It's it's true, but the thing is, it's like where you want your body to be because I dropped down to two fourteen at one point, Whoa. but I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't like the way I looked. One, my mom said I looked like a bobblehead. It was basically like my. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like uh, I was like I got super super skinny, and I know I lost like muscle mass and stuff like that. But then I was just like, okay. I don't like that. So let's uh, let's start at upping my proteins and adding in the exercise a little bit more different strength trainings and um, push up sit ups, those pull ups, those kind of things. I know who am I talking about exercising, but um, but then I started adding on muscle and now I like 
I'm back to that 225. So I now I like the way my body looks because I'm actually have been adding in that exercise and stuff. Yeah. So my buddy that's on the podcast with us, he always tells me to lift weight, you know, because I, I kind of I kind of have the all or nothing mentality also. And mm-hmm. he's like, dude, you need to lift weights because that's how your body is going to change. Yeah, you can drop the pounds and make the mm-hmm. scale look different. You're going to look different, but you're not going to transform like your, he doesn't say like titties and stuff, but like, you know, I'm like, dude, that's, if I know if I do bench presses and stuff like that, it'll, it'll like, you know, tie up my chest and stuff, you know, but yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just fucking hard headed when it comes to that. And I don't know why, but he's always told me that. Yeah. And I have, uh, and the thing is, it's always funny. Like if you're like work remote or you work or you don't work with a lot of people, they, you won't really notice it because when I went, like I said, I went balls to the walls all in. I didn't look at myself in the mirror. I didn't weigh myself. I didn't do any of that. I just basically tracked my macros, tracked everything, got a food scale, did all of that. It was just really meticulous when it came to everything. But I work, like I said, I work in a call center and I'm a supervisor. So I'm just like one, I don't, I, at the time I wasn't liking to walk around the call center floor. Now I just, I do my, I call them my security rounds, but I do laps inside the building, say my good mornings and stuff like that. But just seeing the, the agents or the associates say, you're, you're losing a lot of weight or you've lost weight. And I'm just like, really? Have I? Because I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm granted, I, I know my clothes are fitting different. I'm putting more holes in my belt. But for the most part, looking at myself, I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to look at myself. And they were like, no, you really are. And then it was not until like somebody that took a picture um, and uh, and then showed me the picture. And I was just like, wow, okay, that's, yeah. that's me. So this is working. Yeah, it's like, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No. And, and then the other thing was I had a coworker at the time. She was just like, um, I know you're not looking at yourself in the mirror and stuff, but I need you to be a little bit more like presentable. Not like I wasn't, but she was just like, it's time to put the MC hammer pants away. Cause I was, I was at a time I was wearing. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> you were like, no. you, you were probably like, man, fuck this bitch. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. She said it jokingly because we yeah. had that kind of, um, but no, MC. But she, was right. <laughs> she was right because I was wearing 60 inch pants at the time, but I know I was losing weight because I was putting holes in my, in my belt, but I was still wearing 60 inch pants. So I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm out here like Bozo the Clown, like big shoes, big pants. <laughs> Does Man. this sound familiar, Ralph? Oh my God, dude. Shut the fuck up, Tony. No. Uh, so that's my buddy Tony that's on the podcast with us. Yeah. And um, he's like, dude, you look like shit. Like, yeah, you've done all this work, but like, like why are you hiding? Like, it? why why are you wearing a hoodie that was you were wearing when you were fucking a five, a four X? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need to buy like a two X or a large, I mean, like an extra large or something, dude. Like for real. Like these are because I I I sell beer and I have to go okay. to accounts every day, you know? And he's like, like, what do you think? He's like, what do you think your accounts think? I was like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. He's like, no, you need to because I'm telling you, man. Like, you know, I'm telling you for your own good. Like, he's like, well, I was like, but the bosses don't ever say anything to me. Like, like I'm sure they want you to dress better, but this won't say anything to you. Well, yeah. he always says, like, all the other guys at work look like this. I'm like, why do you want to look like shit like everybody else, man? Like, yeah. if you put in the work in, put your best foot fo- out there for everybody to see. Especially, like, if you're trying to get women or something like that. Like, woman's not going to look at a guy just disheveled and be like, oh, that's my match. Mm-hmm. You you're know. right and the belt and the yeah sorry go ahead no well, tell them about say, your belt that you have too Raul. oh i have a belt <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a belt from when i first started back in 2020 again you know mm-hmm. and it's the same belt i just keep on adding i take a little knife from the kitchen and accurate adding holes to it you know like yep. he's like dude get a new fucking belt man we, <laughs> we understand you've lost a lot of weight yeah it's cool get a belt 
So when we went, when we, when we went to Miami, because I didn't want to take the shitty belt with me, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I bought a new belt, but I still don't use the new belt. I just use the old belt still. Like, I don't know. Uh, see, cause, <laughs> cause it's, it's like, a, it's like a badge of honor in that sense, because I, I, I rode my, my belt that I had, um, where I was putting it, I was doing the knife thing. And then I was like, okay, what I, what I was happening was the belts that I was using started cracking because granted a hole was there, but then it's just like, it was leather, but then it, it was yeah. still like breaking and stuff. So I was just like, you know what? I'm still going to use this belt, uh, this belt. So let me go on Amazon and buy a leather hole puncher. And I started buying a leather hole puncher. That's a great idea. Curtis, don't give him ideas, <laughs> That's man. That's a great don't idea. Don't give him ideas. I love that idea. You know what? <laughs> Fuck the knife. I didn't know they even made like hella little punches. I'm, I think I'm going to buy that. Um, But no, man, like, but yeah, like, you know, we don't, you never saw all the change you were making to your body because we just always see ourselves as big, you know? Yeah. And like, it's, you know, so I never ever see when, when I see people I haven't seen in a while, they're like, Oh dude, what's up, man? You look great. Blah, 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 or whatever. You know? And I'm like, Oh, thanks. You know? But then I look at myself, I'm like, I really don't see what you guys see, but yeah. it's like really refreshing to hear that from people because yeah, you do have to put the freaking work in, you know? Yep. Well, I think we're our worst critic. Yeah. So like, um, I remember Raul tell me when he first started losing weight, he was like, I still feel big. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I can guess I can kind of relate to what he's saying. Like, sometimes if you look in the mirror, you don't see what other people see. You only look at your flaws. Yeah. But there's like a thing they had one time where somebody was like, hey, draw a picture of the person in front of you or describe the person in front of you. And they describe like the most beautiful things about the person. But the person would say like negative things about themselves. Like my nose is too big. My teeth are crooked or something oh, like that. Oh, I've seen that on Instagram. Yep. So it's the same kind of thing, I guess, with weight loss. Yeah. And and it definitely was. And that's the thing. And I try to, and it's, that's like a uphill back and forth internal back struggle that I always uh, say. And people ask me about, cause I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, you, you, I may say, yeah, I got it. I got it all. You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm looking good. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, nah, man, you still 525. You know, I still have the clothes. From granted, I'll have my 8X clothes because I was trying to look for them recently to do like a little picture that, you know. The oh, that'd be really cool, dude. Yeah. But I did like where I, where I went down to like 4X. Like I said, I was losing weight drastically. So I did my 4X shirt and people were like, oh, man, even like that. And I'm in a extra large now going from an 8X shirt to an extra large. And wow. then to like 34 inch. Yeah, it's. But you're right. It's like we I, I see the changes, but part of it, like it's that internal mental struggle with yourself where it's like, man, you put this work in and people say it's dedication. Mo you're, you're inspirational, motivational. I'm like, man, I ain't going to this for that. I went into it just to make sure I'm out here living a couple years longer. But yeah, I mean, it, it's something I got to tell myself all the time. Like you are doing the damn thing. So let's, let's, you know, you, you have to start resonating and it has a, you have to start embodying that a little bit. So it's hard though. Do you feel like an addict feels or it's like you're constantly always having to fight the addiction to go backwards instead that of forward? Is, yeah. And I, and I talk about that too. It's, it's, um, right now I'm out here, like I'm doing Ted talks and stuff. I just do all my story <laughs> or whatnot, but no, uh, cause what I tell people and I do it jokingly cause I, I joke a lot, but I was like, no, when I go down Walmart, cause bread used to be my shit. So oh, man, I love all types bread. of bread, Texas roll house rolls, whatever. Ooh -wee. Keep um, on talking, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I'll go to, I'll go to Walmart. 
And I'll, I, people will be like, why are you punishing yourself? I'm like, I'm not really punishing myself. I'm kind of like refocusing. So I'll walk down the bread aisle because one, I'm looking for something, you know, some kind of keto bread or some kind yeah. of whatever. And so I'm walking down the aisle and I can just breathe it in. And I'm just like, oh, the bread smells good. And I just like, then I just walk through and I just, you know, keep it moving. And But yeah, it is that internal that I don't want to move backwards because, you know, it's very easy to move backwards, but it's hard to maintain. And that's why we were talking about before about me maintaining for that period of time. It is hard to maintain, but it's something I guess how to keep telling myself, you know, you don't want to go back. You don't want to, but it isn't, it is like that. It is like an addiction and people say it's not because it's like food is food and whatever like that, but it's the mindset of it all is the addiction part, not the actual food. It's the, do I want this? Or I know I can readily get M&Ms and, and stuff. And my wife, you know, she brings those kind of things in the house. So I'm just like, dad, that new M&M, that key lime M&M she eating right now. It looks like it would be good. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, you got goals. Keep it, keep it, keep it moving. I know a lot of people are like, nah, one won't hurt. But I'm always like in the back of my mind, if you eat that one, you're going to eat another. And next thing you know, you got a handful. So I'm just like, nah, let me just keep it at bay. So yeah, it it is a constant struggle, but I you know, mean, for me, for like when I'm on it, I'm on it. You know, like yeah. I'm all the way in, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't even drink because you know it knocks me out of ketosis and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like okay, you, we went out last night, we had fun, you know, drank and ate, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff, and you know, I'm like we probably go out today, but tomorrow back on it. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm able to do that. Because, you know, I have a goal, you know, I want to, I yeah. want to be 185 ish or whatever, you know, but, but, and put some muscle on, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, that's the thing, like you said, you can, you can slip easy and put that weight on like nobody's business. And yeah. I'm, I can, I'm definitely, I can definitely do that. Well, I think it's about having balance. Like you yeah. have to have a life, but you also have to have restrictions too, because mm-hmm. if you're all or nothing, you're going to crash eventually. And I think that's a part of Raul's problem. Like a lot of times he'll go all or nothing and just slip back into his old ways. Yeah. And, and I know I, cause I'll like, if anything, the most I say, cause I, you know, I've been doing this for a while. So the most I say, if I go back is um, I'll eat more veggies or I'll eat more of this, but I, I have that in my mind where I'm just like, I'm not going to eat, you know, if I go out to eat, I'm, I don't have that, that stigma I know a lot of people have where you're just like, well, I have to be social and eat this like this. I, I was a um, even though I you know I have a wife and everything like that, not saying it like, oh, I have a wife, but um, I'm like a loner at heart in the sense where I do a lot of stuff alone. So I can go to a restaurant and say, OK, yeah, let me let me see what they have. Like in North Carolina, we have a place called Rezu's. It's uh, um, I don't even know why I stepped in there. It, it has like more Cajun food. So everything is fried. Once I'm also I'm in the South. So a lot of stuff is fried. But I can go to a restaurant and either pick out what what I, what fits into what I want to eat. Like that's why I like steakhouses, because I can just get a steak with some broccoli or whatever. And, and, and keep yeah, it. keep it going. But um, if I go to a place like that, I tried to like pick through it because there are some times where I'm just like, man, I like crab rangoon or whatever, but I don't want to eat the crispy. Like that's how I guess you could say that's how I'll use the word crazy, even though it's not really crazy. But that's how and too deep, if you will, that I am where I'm just like, man, I want to, eat. you know, though, at uh, where are we at Outback where they have the little fried crispy 
almost like hush puppies, but it's got like stuff in the middle. And uh, my wife was sitting with me and I just sucked the stuff out of the inside because it was just like corn. Well, no, not corn, but like broccoli, whatever was in the inside, some kind of meat. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, I can't eat the outside. I was like, I can't eat the outside, but I got the inside. But it's just, it's like trying to tell my, keep continuing trying to tell myself that I can do it. But it's like that battle where I was like, nah, let, let me not do that. That's, that's two extra carbs right there. So it's, it's and, I, and I don't, I don't want people to get into that as well, where they get overboard. Cause I have seen people where they get overboard and they get burned out. Granted, it hasn't happened to me, but it, it may happen a year down the line, who knows? And next thing you know, I'm just eating a whole cake. But do you have like a <laughs> excuse me, like a support system? Mm-hmm. I have, and that's and that's a big thing that helps as well. Now that I've been doing this, um, my dad, who when I was younger and I was just because I know a lot of people are just like, oh, I got big because of this situation. I got I was big basically my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'll say once I got into middle school, I was a big kid. It got to the point where people were just thinking I was playing football when I don't even like sports because I was just so big. And I'm like, man, your son's a linebacker. Isn't he? And my dad would be like, yeah, you know, And I, I, next thing you know, I'm kind of like front, like I'm playing sports because I'm big and not just yeah. saying I'm big just because I'm big. But no, um, my dad's all in. My mom's all in. Um, granted, they're more East Coast, North Carolina. So I see them every now and again, not as much as I would like. My wife's a big supporter. She always is in my corner telling me I'm proud. Now, her side of the family is a good support system because they've seen what I've done. And her mom has even like changed how she used to eat. She's lost a ton of weight. She hasn't done keto, but she got went her primary physician and nutritionist and was like, what do I need to do? Get some of this weight off. So she started, you know, exercising and eating different. And so, yeah, I definitely have a big support system when it comes to it. And then they're even to the point uh, where if they because we go to church and sometimes churches, once again, I'm in the South, so everything is fried macaroni and cheese or this, this, that, this. And but they'll say, OK, well, if we're going to do something on the grill or the smoker, Curtis can't really do sauce like that, like barbecue sauce like that. So let's just do smoked ribs and give them to them or or a smoked turkey leg or uh, cabbage or and then they'll provide that to me um, instead of just like not giving me anything. So I'm just like so it's the constant praise but it's also like oh they they they're thinking about me and and wanting me to succeed so yeah that's definitely a big thing too did yeah, you ever have the opposite where you had people that are like oh it's just one time just do this <laughs> when i first started yeah and and the thing is i i kate i i will say this when i first started we had a party at my one of my manager's house uh operations manager's house and somebody had um had brought over a cookie cake and he had been somebody that had lost weight got weight loss surgery so he had lost weight but he you know people sometimes they still eat the way they were eating before mm-hmm. um so he was just like i brought a cookie cake he was like man just have one piece of the cookie cake man it ain't gonna kill you so then i was just like okay well so since this was earlier on i was just like okay so i had a piece of the cookie cake and i was just like i had been doing it for a little bit so i was just like this is it like now when i eat regular sugar like if i do anything and i eat regular sugar i'm just like this this is it this tastes nasty to me like i'm like a program where my body is programmed itself where it doesn't like it Mm. so i'm just like okay well uh um and then also i'll talk about this too it's a little tmi but now that i've been eating this way for as long as i have if i eat anything that has sugar or has 
flour or something like that in it, the minute it hits the stomach, it's like, nope, exit. It's trying to evacuate. Yep, it's, <laughs> it's like, like poison. Uh, so, yeah, I did have that earlier on. And also I had people, like when I first started, because they, they didn't know any better. They just thought keto was bacon and butter and, and everything. And they were like, isn't that bad for your health and everything? I'm like, yeah, if you don't do it the correct way that you could, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people, like you just said, they just think keto is bacon and slabs of butter you you know and that's what you eat and then when i started looking into it i was like man it's a lot of stuff i can make it's a lot of you know there's a lot of things and Mm -hmm. did you did you try anything before uh what so when when you first started on the keto did you try a diet before the keto or did you what was that um i you know a lot of people were talking about actions and stuff like that i did um I was just like, I have to do something. So I was just basically like, I'm not going to eat any food. I got into uh, green smoothies, like the green smoothie challenge and basically just blended up, got a Vitamix blender, one of them high tech blenders to blend up on my smoothie. So it, I couldn't, didn't have pieces of kale in, in my smoothie, but yeah, I did that. And that kind of helped. I, I didn't really lose any weight on it. Um, probably cause I didn't do it as long as I should have, but it did help in the sense of building a mindset around keeping something going for 10 days or 15 days or, you know, that I can do something continuously, even though in the back of my mind, I was like, this ain't gonna work. This, this is crap. Um, but that did help me. So when I did do keto and did the cold turkey part, I was able to just keep that going for as long as I possibly could where I didn't crack because I built that foundation. But yeah, I tried the green smoothies for a little bit. I tried, I mean, I, I did at one point try the military diet. That's why I talked about it. Like the wake up in the morning, black coffee, egg, this, that, you know, and that was super, super restrictive. So when people say keto is restrictive, I'm like, I don't know what kind of keto you talking about. Cause keto, you can have everything uh, to a certain extent, but military diets and stuff like that. I don't want to just wake up, eat uh, black coffee and an egg. But now on keto, I wake up black coffee and an egg. It's, it's, it's weird. But yeah, I did those things earlier on, but they just didn't stick. I got you. So yeah, like the you said military diet. So I found yeah. that online when I was, you know, when I was back in 2020, I was like, you know what, let me try this. And so I started on Friday and did it till month, the three day one they have, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the only one, I don't know, but that's the one I found, but, um, I did it. And when I weighed myself in the fr- on Friday and when I raised myself on Monday, I had lost like nine pounds. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's keep this going. And that's when I started walking and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was eating, you know, I was intermittent fasting and I was just eating one meal, but I was getting all my calories in that one meal, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, I was like, this is fucking great. And, you know, every week I would step on the scale, it just started going down, 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 down. I was like, all right. I'm back, I think. So yeah, here we are. Yep. And it's funny you say that because I don't really, I mean, I mention it, but I don't I don't mention it a lot. But the reason I did drop so drastically, um, and I should mention it more, is because I did do intermittent fasting. It was basically I started the keto in March of 2019, did that for really three months to get like the base down of uh, how to do 
uh, keto and I didn't test or anything like that. I didn't test peace strips. I had bought some, but I was like, nah, I mean, if I'm doing what I need to do, then I know I'll be in ketosis. I didn't test my blood. I didn't do anything like that. It was just the validation of people saying I'm losing weight that that was, and I'm, you know, I'm less pain in my knee said I was doing something better. But then after that, that's when I added an intermittent fasting and started OMADing and things like that. And once I did that, that's, mm. I will say that is when the weight started just dropping. Yeah. So, so, you know, when you tell people, I'm sure you've gotten this, cause this is what has happened with me. Like, you know, people ask me, Oh, what, what'd you do? You know? And I tell them exactly what I did, you know, like yep. this is exactly what I did for the past hundred days. No, but what did you really do? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm telling you, <laughs> this is exactly what I did. Like I, exactly. I didn't t- turn off this. You know, what'd you, what was your diet? I chose keto. What was, uh, where'd you walk? I was like, anywhere you want to walk to get the extra steps, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you know, you're asking questions trying to fuck with my, the thing I came up with for no reason. Like you're not going to do yeah. it to say you're not going to do it. Hey, like, mm-hmm. And that's it. Cause even when I walked around, like, like I said, I used to walk around uh, the call center floor and then people would be like, man, you losing a lot of weight. And I'd be like, Oh, am I? Oh. And then be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing keto. Like, what does that involve? You know, getting rid of the breads and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, you can, cause like I said, I was a bread addict. I, you know, I can have a whole meal and it just be bread. So like it, it can be done, but you know, you'll get the people that are just be already discouraged, but yeah, you're right. I'll have some people that message me in my inbox and say, you know, what did you do? And I'll lay it out. Like I went on Pinterest. Um, you know, a lot of people don't use Pinterest the way they could. I'm like, I went on Pinterest. You can find basically anything. I was like keto for beginners. What's my, what's my food? Cause people would be like, what was your meal plan? Anything. I just picked up a protein and picked a veggie. Like there's no meal plan to it. It's just basically finding this and saying, this is what I did and just stuck to it. Um, okay. Well, what is, you know, what, what was this? And they try to cloud too much. And I'm just like, no, just start simple. Exactly. Start simple. Don't try to cloud everything. You can get into the net carbs and the total carbs and everything like that. Don't try to cloud it. Just don't try to do too much at once. Just pick a, pick a meat, season it, pick a veggie. That's non-carby. Do that. Switch it up. Rinse and repeat. And then just like, oh man, I don't know about it, but I'll try it. And sometimes I'll get people that'll say it worked, and sometimes I'll get people that'll be like, oh, no, I ain't stick with it this time for sure. And I'm like, I, I know that mentality because that was me. Like this time for sure. I was like, it's not gonna be until you're ready. But you know, I got you. Yeah, it's got also like when people want us when they come to you and ask you know what you did and stuff like that you give them the, the blueprint and then like you see him again oh, how's it going well you know i fell off this but mm-hmm. in, in my head i'm like well you just didn't want it bad enough then i guess man yeah or you know yeah. like you're content where you are and like you said when you ready re- you're there for them you know yep. but like yep. and that's all you can do uh we have a friend uh he's working out um and sometimes he'll you know i i i, I do it all the time i work out I'll be on track and then for like, you know, say three months or whatever I decided I'm going to do, but then I'll take like three or four weeks off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just not eating shit like every other day or, you know, a couple of times a week or whatever. It's like eating shit from when I get to my first account because they're giving me breakfast to my next account. Like, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm just constantly eating like all kinds of shit. And, and, and then boom, next thing you know, I was 228 pounds, you know? And now, Mm -hmm. now when I weighed myself on, uh, Friday, uh, I was two, uh, two, two fourteen. Okay. And I was like, okay, great. I'm finally starting, you know, but then I, in my head, 
I don't want to go back up. You know, I want to stay, yeah. I, I want to lose weight, but build muscle, but I want to get down to like 185 to say I did it again. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 as I build muscle, you know, but I, building muscle is so freaking hard. I was talking to my buddy Rick oh, yeah. about that the other day. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like I ended up buying, um, cause I've been in a lot, in a couple challenges. I've been in two different 90 day, no scale victory challenges with a couple of, uh, people in the keto community on the inst- uh, Instagram that I've, oh, uh, nice befriended um so we'll do that no scale just basically what piece of clothing are you trying to get into what you need to do to get into it so you know i'll put the scale aside after the last um 90 scale victory challenge that just ended i would say maybe like a month or two ago um my shirt fit fit looser around my midsection because i was starting to add in granted i haven't went to the gym just yet and i tell people uh, on my Instagram, like you don't necessarily have to go to the gym, but I know if I get into the gym and start tossing some weight around, it, it'll be over. But, you know, I do a lot of just push ups, sit ups, calisthenics, yoga, Pilates, whatever I can do in my house uh, yeah. to make things, you know, to at least get some bit of exercise. I pull up some some free apps um, that I found that's just basically like a robotic voice. Next up, 10 push ups. And I'm just like, OK, well, you know, I go through that. But um, did the no scale victory challenge shirt was fitting a little looser because I got into a sense where I didn't like I was going to get away from polos and get into button ups. But then I get uh, my stomach gets a little pudge. So when I'm sitting and it's a shirt that's too small, then it's almost like a button is going to pop off and hit somebody in the eye. But after doing that, um, the you know, the shirt when I sat down, because that was the real test, it, you know, no, no button looking like it was about to pop off everything like that. I weighed myself because I have a a scale that has the Bluetooth scale or whatnot that links to an app on your phone. And it has said that I had gained weight, but then I moved down and it was just like muscle mass, 10, 11 pounds. And I was like, oh, okay. So from the last time I had used it, I was just like, okay. So no wonder things like my midsection is looking a little leaner and everything's looking a little tighter. Um, But, you know, I'm, I'm a little heavier than I was before is because I've gained muscle but I've also leaned out and I was just like, okay, we can keep this going. But, uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Like once you start throwing that weight and gaining that muscle, it's hard to do, but once it's there, you'll notice the the differences in your body. So it's like, um, I have one of my friends, she's doing this contest that's starting tomorrow with me. It's at, mm-hmm. it's through our gym and a meal prep company we have in town here. And, okay. um, we both signed up and she's really pumped and stuff. You know, I've been, I've been talking to her for a long time. We've been friends for like 20 years and she wants to get in the best shape, you know? And I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. anything you do during this contest is going to make you better because even if you don't quote unquote win, you still won because a, you lost weight. You're looking better, yep. you know, and she calls it. She's not a bust. She, she doesn't want to be a busted, busted can of biscuits anymore. You know, like, yeah. and I was like, I've never, I've never, I've never heard that before, but yeah. Okay. You know, and she's all, she's really pumped. Like she's got me pumped, you know, because mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. because I won this contest last year when I entered it. And, you know, this year I'm just doing it because my friends are doing it. And, you know, yeah. like I'm, I, some of the guys that are entering, they should be the ones that win. Um, but like, it's just going to be fun, you know, and the, I like these yeah. contests like that. Cause you keep, you know, Oh yeah. As long as I'm better than where I started to, tomorrow, t- 10 weeks from now, it's a win. That's, that's, that's exactly how I see it. That's why I always join things. Like right now I'm in a group where, and, and it's sometimes it's just the camaraderie of it all. It's not even like we're trying to, it's a contest. So we'll do, 
I'm in one right now where it's a plank challenge. Last last month, um, we we were doing wall sits. Um, and it's basically like you're just trying to better yourself one step at a time. So like we went from doing oh uh, like a 30 second wall sit to at the end of it, it put us all the way up to a three minute wall sit. And we, a lot of us were just like, Yeah, we were able to do the entire entire way all the way through. Like you just like you never know what you can do until one, you got people in your corner, and then two, you you actually do the work so to speak and now this one's uh now we're in a plank challenge nice and we go from i think where we started and it's like a but it's like a true beginner one it's not like where you see some challenges and it's like okay you're going to start you at um you're going to do a 30 second and then by the end of the uh end of the month it's going to be you're going to be doing five minute planks i'm just like no there's there's no way so this one's <laughs> <Yeah>. like more great <laughs> it's more gradual so it'll be like 35 seconds, 35 seconds, 35 seconds twice. So basically a minute 10 and then it'll be like 40 seconds, 40 seconds and then 40 seconds twice, which is like, you know, so basically I think it's going to go all the way to a three minute towards the end of the month. So I'm, I'm pumped because I mean, I wouldn't be the one to say, Hey, I like planks, but I tell people all the time. I like planks a lot more than I like burpees. So, so what kind of emotional toll did your weight gain and weight loss have on you? Uh, the weight gain itself, I was, I was, uh, I don't like talking about it, but I mean, it's, it's okay to talk about it, but I got, when I was heavier, I got super depressed. I ate, I ate my feelings, which is why I got into the position where I was at. Um, I, but, and then I also wouldn't tell anybody either. I would just basically eat my feelings. Everybody would be like, oh, that's just typical Curtis. I think there was only like one instance where I had uh, a scare, if you will, in college um, because I wrote the one of my it was either my roommate or I wrote to a friend of mine that knew my roommate. Um, and I basically was just like, you know, I, you know, I'm tired of where I was at. I, t- I have this. I have these pills, whatever. I don't even remember what kind of pills they were. Like I have these pills and I don't think I've ever told anybody this except for the people that were involved. So, so I basically like downed them, had some alcohol, that kind of stuff. Uh, It was something I had fought with myself for a while, but still ended up doing it. But I guess I didn't do it enough because never mind. Um, Well, I think that's a, it's a blessing in disguise because you're here now. And it's I think that's a problem with a lot of people, not just people with weight gain. It's just men in general are not able to talk about a lot of shit. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that needs to change. There's, there's no stigma for a man to have feelings and be sad or, you know, you can't always just be tough all the time. Yeah. Like that's, some that's Hollywood what, bullshit. Exactly. And that's what I'm starting to learn um, or I have been learning through that throughout this entire process, because um, when that instance happened, like my roommate was like beating on the door. He was like, Kurt. He was like, Kurt, man, what you doing? I was just like, nothing. I was kind of like drowsy at that point. I was like, nothing. I was like, I didn't have to get my stomach pumped or anything like that. But it was just kind of like, I was able to get up enough to unlock the door to let him in. And he's just like, man, what you doing? I was just like, man, you know, just, you know, so I kind of talked to him a little bit, um, but worked through things. Uh, but no, I've, I've had those thoughts, but never really like acted on them earlier on, except for that one instance. Um, but now it's kind of, you know, I have a new lease on life. I, you know, I feel more energetic. I 
feel better. I'm a little bit more, I guess you could say I'm a little bit more confident. I'm a little more open with my feelings and how things are going. Um, I, you know, I want to be more expressive in that sense. Um, which so also why I wear colorful colors all the time, just to kind of express myself in some kind of fashion. But I talking about something similar because when I was younger, I, I actually did a, a podcast last week where he was the the gentleman that did it was military. My dad was in the military. I talked about it a little bit where my dad used to ride me a lot when I was bigger, um, call me names, you know, everything like that. When I was, when that was going on, um, I just felt like he was just riding me. I just felt like, you know, uh, he's just, this is just how it's going to be belittling, you know, you want to be fat all your life. You want to do this, you know, you're going to end up, you know, dying early, those kind of things, but it never really like clicked. But it just like made me eat my feelings more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like after that podcast and the realization, I, I realized why he was doing it. Granted, you know, everybody could say there's a different route that he could have took or anything like that. But that's the route that he knew at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, because once again, men don't talk about their feelings. They just try to like try to get us to you know, man up. You know, you can do that, you know, just, you know, he drill sergeant. So he's going to be drill sergeant things trying to shield me from things. But we just after that podcast, we talked yesterday and he was just like, man, you man, some of those things that you talked about would have been hard to talk about a while ago or hard to talk about right now. But you made it seem easy. I'm just like, I mean, it wasn't easy. And some of these things and you know, I still like even if y'all realize I was just like, I don't talk about this a lot. So I still fight with telling different stories but i need to like tell it to get it out yeah um but no i was just talking to him i was like i, I understand now why you were doing the things that you were doing because you know I, I was digging myself for early grave i was you know not having a care in the world about my health and everything like that and he's just like yeah you know i was trying to shield you from from people and how they used to talk about you behind your back and things like that and i was just trying to h- hide you from that but at the same time, it was like the way he went about it didn't seem that way. But he's just like, you know, he we we both chopped it up, apology, you know, apologies. But I was like, you don't have nothing to apologize for. Like, I get it. But I know some people won't take it that way. But I, I took it like, no, I, I get why you were doing it. You were trying to be a good a, as good a father as you can be in that situation. Um, And now, you know, push come to shove. And I'm here to be the man that, you know, you you saw that I could be so. You know, it was it was a good conversation as well after that. So, yeah, now we're more open and even my dad's more open with, you know, call. He'll call me and just say, you know, how you doing? This is what I'm going through. Like he's more open to his feelings because that's, you know, it's it's too small. That's just minuscule. Like, don't you know, nobody's going to be like, ah, dad's talking about his feelings like or I'm talking about my feelings. Like you shouldn't think about that. You're right. That's one thing that that needs to change is we make us as men need to actually talk about how we're feeling. We, we can't be hard all the time. Next thing you know, we're internalizing everything and we thinking about just ending it, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think like tough love is not always the best form of love to show. And mm-hmm. I think what works for one person, it doesn't work for everybody. Cause yeah. sometimes like you'll something motivates you and then you think, well, why can't it motivate the other person the way that motivates me? But we're not all built the same. And sometimes it's like, stepping outside yourself and looking from somebody else's point of view, mm-hmm. how you should talk to them. Cause yeah. I have a difficult time with that. Sometimes I'll talk to Raul a certain way and I talk to him out of the way, like a brother, yeah. you know? And it's just like, I try to, uh, I'm like, man, why don't you do these things that I know are best for you? 
you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, and that's it doesn't not how, seem. That's not how he says it. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's not. He doesn't. Re, he doesn't react the way. Like he'll be the opposite or just keep doing the thing that I'm thinking that it's like I'm looking out for you, but you know it. It's kind of like I guess what you guys said about the weight loss. I guess you got to do it on your own own time. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you were saying about the tough love. You know, maybe that's how. You, like how you're that's maybe that's all your dad knew because of his dad yeah. and then his you know his you know, your grandfather and then his your great grandfather or whatever you know it's like a cycle and they're all tough like that and no one ever talked about anything mm-hmm. you know like well he, you gotta think about like if you think about a hundred years ago how times were it was, it was hard tough, you know yeah. for a lot of fucking yeah, people yeah, yeah. so there probably wasn't a lot of people saying i love you and talking about feelings it was just getting shit done you know i, I did you send this did you send this clip yesterday to us, Sony, or did I send it to you guys? It was uh, as a, a podcast called uh, Fit and Fresh, and the girl, uh, they were talking about, you know, if a man ever cries in front of me that I'm dating or something, I'll never look at him the same way again. I'll probably just end up breaking up with him. Wow. And, like, it's just like, you know, this is what these girls were saying, and, like, it's like. No, that's what the guy said about the girls. They said, because they were saying that women don't want a weak man. But there's yeah. a lot of women that are like, oh, I like a guy to be emotional. And oh, that's he's right. Like, he's calling him out. Yeah. And he's like, no, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you, if you, if your man came to you and start crying or you had to take care of him, eventually you would start looking at him differently. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I guess that's, that's that whole mentality thing where it's the whole, the man has to be strong. Yep. You know, it's just like, it's so dumb. I mean, we're all human. We all have emotions. You know, like I said, a lot of it's just something that some man came up with and we're just following those set of rules. That's it. So what if um uh, what was my other question about? It was something um You're me ask mine really fast. Sure. Um have you ever done step bet? No. Actually people started I, like once I started getting into everything, I wasn't really I was oblivious to everything. So no, I had I had never done it, but once I kind of like got into my Instagram, which basically was a year into everything, um and I started learning about these things. I was like, "Damn, I could have done step bet when I first started, and I could have been making some money." Like, so yeah, I've heard about it, but I I haven't like done it. Yeah, it's it's tough because it takes your data off your phone, like your steps mm-hmm. on your phone. And when I did one with, um, I'm sure you know this page, Dusty lost three hundred pounds, mm-hmm. or Dusty from Clarksville, like. Um, I was, I joined the one he was, you know, pushing and I joined it and my steps ended up being like 17,000 for a day for like the, the normal and the peak one was like 21,000. I was like, man, how far back did this data go? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so, so I, I was able to do it for like two weeks. I think it was like seven weeks or something. I was like, man, I don't want to walk 17,000 steps on Saturday. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to go to Shelby Farms for three hours. There's a local park we have here in Memphis. I was mm-hmm, like, I don't want mm-hmm. to do that on Saturday. I just want to chill, you know, like. So if you if you don't hit your goal for daily goal twice, you automatically lose. But if you cool. win, you win like four or five dollars. So or did you lose? Yeah, Is yeah. that what you're telling us? Yeah, yeah I lost. <laughs> I, 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 uh, Let's just get to the meat so, of the day. So I, I skipped one Saturday, and then he sends you an email. Hey, you forgot to log. You know, you didn't have your Fitbit on or whatever. And then it was like a Saturday or a Sunday after that. I was like, man, I'm going Sunday Funday. Fuck going to Shelby Farms. And you know, I was like. Uh, now I just cost myself four dollars, but it's not the money though. It's just fun doing with everybody else in the group, yeah. you know. But I was like, man, I'll do it again, but I'm not doing it if it's set at that high ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and thing is, I just now on my mindset because I've just 
I, like I said, I've never done that before, but now in my mindset, I've always just like, I want to end up getting more steps. Now, granted, I can always get more steps than I, than I'm getting right now. Cause sometimes I just go to that 10 or that get that, that limit of 10, even if I even hit that. But what I'll do is I'll make it, um, I guess I'll make it fun in, in my mind, if that makes sense. So I'll go to, uh, the outlet mall, Concord Mills out here, or I'll go to um, Costco or Sam's Club. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just walking yeah. around making it seem like I'm not. Uh, and I'll make jokes on my story. Like I'll go to Costco and I'm like, I'm getting my Costco cardio on. So I'm just like, just walking around kind of, you know, speeding through to at least get my heart from, you know, trying to not run into anybody because it's like a massive waves of people at Costco. But, oh, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to do that. And then also doing that in the mall. I'm just like, well, I'm one of those old people that walk around the mall, but I know why they do it now. It's just like, exactly. That's being goals, bro. Being goals. Yeah. Old, yeah. old mall walker. That's where I'm going to be. Yep. Like, I always used to wonder, like, why the fuck are these people walking around the mall? When I was younger and I worked at Abercrombie, I was like, who are these people? And then it's probably safer walking around well, at, back in the day, probably yeah. safer walking around the mall than getting hit by a car. Yeah, so I, like I do like I do. Uh, I'll walk around Kroger a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, then, you know, Kroger's are big. And so, yeah, and that adds like 2000 while I'm in there, you know, and then like uh, I'll do a little extra like after work and stuff like that. But usually at work, I get about 7000. But like, yeah. You know, then, I, then I'll just do, do a little extra and stuff like that. Did you remember your Did you remember your question, Tony? Yeah, we when we talked to uh, Gourmet Goes Keto, uh, this mm-hmm. is something I never thought about. So I wonder if it uh, related to you. He talked about how like everyday things started being different with his size. Like he started outgrowing his car, and like how like he had to shower differently and like use the bathroom oh, differently. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, said, yeah. Oh. He started adapting his his like habits like he would get like a scrubber to like you know to do stuff that and it's, it's something i didn't take into accord you know i never thought uh, about that yeah um yeah uh in yeah we i i just was talking with or somebody had put a post yesterday and it was about something similar to this because i like i said always been big so um i've tried to cram myself because right when me and my wife started dating she had this white I want to say it was like a Toyota Corolla. It's probably not, but, and, but the thing is at the time, like we only had that vehicle to get around. So I was cramming myself in like a sardine trying to get the work back and forth to work. But then after I was able to get my own car, I was just like, I need a big body car. So it was either going to be a truck or, or I ended up getting an expedition. So when I started losing the weight, you know, even, and I was even cramming myself into the expedition, but when I started losing the weight, I was just like, wow. Um, this car is a lot spacious than I thought it was because I'm doing that. And the other thing about, yeah, you're right. I would walk through doors differently because I used to have to turn to the side, turn to the side. That's how big I was wide and everything. I had to turn to the side to walk through doorways. So then when I started losing the weight, I was just like, Oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Like it's those non-scale victories that you finally have a uh, epiphany about. And you're like, wow. Okay. But in my head, I initially had still were turning to the side, but I'm like, why, why am I doing that? It's like that TikTok where that super skinny uh, Asian lady is walking through. I don't know if y'all do TikTok like that, but they she was like walking through a place where she didn't even have to walk sideways. <laughs> kind of like pops in my mind where I'm just like, I don't have to walk sideways anymore because I can walk through the doorway just fine. So, yeah, um, it's it's that it's. You know, now I, you know, I used to have to park my car outside because I couldn't in my garage. If we parked the car back, I wasn't able to get behind the car or if I needed to get somewhere in the garage, 
and the car was in the garage. I had to move the car outside of the garage. Now it's just like, oh, I can just slide behind the car now with no eat. I mean, with no problem. So it's yeah, that you know you go through life differently now that you're smaller. So yeah, that that definitely makes sense. You know, I was tired of um, I hate to say it, but I was tired of breaking couches. I would sit on a couch and be like, man, the craftsmanship of this couch is shit, and it just be me breaking the couch or. Um, I would get into the shower and like the floor of the shower would creak. So, or break at times where we had to have it fixed at our old place. So now it's just, you know, I had the uneasiness at the beginning when I was losing weight, but now I've lost weight. I'm like, oh, okay. I can get in and out of the shower just fine. I don't have to, you know, use the beach towels to dry off. I don't have to, you know, use the, the hand scrubber to scrub my back. I can actually use a, get a washcloth and actually stretch my arm back there to wash my back. So, yeah. It, these are just all things that quote unquote normal sized people don't have to worry about, man. Yeah. Like it's just, you never think about it. Like when I had my Xterra, like my stomach used to be on the steering wheel. Well, fuck. What about your work car you had? Oh, the little Toyota. I forgot about, man. Oh. So my work truck, when I worked for Miller, was like a Toyota Tacoma, but it was like the little small, small one, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the two drive, two wheel drive or whatever. And it was no backseat or anything. So my, my stomach and my back, I mean, I was like a sardine, like you said, in this freaking little Toyota. I'm like, dude, I need a new car. I need a different yeah. car. Can I please have like an SUV or something? Like, we don't have any cars, Raul. I'm like, what like, is the other option? It's quit my job. Lose weight. That's an option, man. Yeah, and I was like, man, because one day one of my, uh, well, he was like a manager. He was he saw me getting out of the car because we were walking to an account together. He's like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you another car, man. I was like, thank you. I've been asking, and but I never got another car. But yeah, yeah. Well, his weight got so bad, like he started getting sleep apnea. And one time we all went out of town. And we, everybody in the house could hear him. We thought he was going to die because he's snoring so loud and stopped breathing in his, fleek, his yeah, sleep. I, it's funny you say that. I had sleep apnea. My wife got super, super scared. Um, and the thing is, I, I just realized that I necessarily don't bring this up a lot. But yeah, I had to get the whole test, the whole gamut because she was scared. She was like, no, you stop breathing. Um, and I, I was scared. So she was like, you need to have your, set this appointment up. So I went and did the sleep apnea test and hooked up all the electrodes and everything like that. And there, and the, I, you know, you can never sleep well when you're not in your actual house and you're like, you're wired yeah. up like a Christmas tree. I had to do so, it. So I, when I did go to sleep and, you know, I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking I'm sleeping good. They're just like, yeah, we have your results back and you uh, stopped breathing 10 times. Uh, you, uh, you, you did this and did that. I'm like, well, I'm none the wiser. That's you know, that's why when people joke, I'm going to wake up dead. I'm just like, I, I ain't know none of this was going on. But, you know, until my wife was telling me, no, you actually need to get this checked out because there was some times where you would just do, do, take that, take that deep breath and then you wouldn't do anything. And then you do like a super loud, like you'll do like, like you would just stop breathing when you were sleeping. Like your body's just like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. go ahead. No, no, you go. You, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just, I just, and my words with ums and stuff. So no, you're fine. Uh, like, you know, when I was driving one day, I fell asleep while I was driving. I was like, I was going to Little Rock for, for to see a friend. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Did I just fall asleep? And I was like, why? It's just got like 10 hours of sleep. Yeah. And I was and- like, okay. And then Tony was like, you need to go get a, you need to go get a test. You need to go see what's up. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So they gave me the at-home one. 
Like, and they're like, man, this, this can't be right. Your readings are way, way yep. high. We need yep. you, we need you to come in and spend the night. And they hooked me up. Like you have to get hooked up and stuff. And then like the doctor was like, okay, so these are the options right here. Um, we need to put you on a CPAP. This is mm-hmm. where you get it. And I'm going to call them and tell them you're on the way. That's your option. There's nothing else. Oh, and uh, I need you to lose weight. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, did you have sleep apnea when you were thinner? I was like, no, sir. He's like, if you lose weight, I can guarantee pretty 99.9999, it'll go away. Mm -hmm. And like, and now I don't have to use it. Do you have to use yours? No, I, I don't yeah. have to use mine. I don't have to use mine at all. Um, but it's it's funny that you when you talk about the 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 sleep, I must have had sleep apnea for as long as I can remember because I know I always called it car narcolepsy is, is what I would coin it, <laughs> if you know, because I would get in the car and my mom got worried because anytime I would get in a car and and it, even if I wasn't driving, um, and I would just be knocked out. Like I was tired, even though I got, like you said, 10 hours work of sleep. Yeah. So my mom was like, I'm worried that if you get a car and you start driving, the same thing will happen. I was like, nah, my, I'm, you know, I'm going to be more, more alert, more attentive. Uh, no, not the case. Um, I have hit the, I call them the rumble packs, but I hit the, the, the little rumble things on the side of the road multiple times. Cause my job is an hour away. So I've had to like drive an hour away. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've, I haven't had to like necessarily stop on the side of the road to like get some sleep, but I've had to like, I've hit those and I'm like, Oh, I'm up. Let me roll down the windows and turn some mu- music on and keep myself alert until I get there. But even, but the thing is those things didn't get me to uh, lose weight. Like those, those things still did not get me to say, well, now's the time. Yeah. It's like, we were like, you know, we were kind of like, oh, okay, this must be like a phase or something. It must be wrong. It's not a big deal. And you just keep on mm-hmm. kind of brushing it off. But Tony was like, dude, you're, you're like, yeah. like, dude, like you need to go and get that checked out. You have sleep apnea. So, and then I was like, I don't know what the, I was like, whatever, man. And then he was like, so I found one online that could get me in right away. And uh, mm-hmm. I went there and did all the things. And doctor was like, man, just, just, just use the machine. It, you, yeah. And the first night I, so the second, well, you know, I got, had to get used to it a little bit, you know, at first, yeah. but, uh, after that, man, I used to sleep so good. Like I would sleep, I would never wake up. I would always wake up in the middle of the night too, you know? Yep. And like, I'm like, dang, why am I up again? I just got up like an hour ago. And like, then I started using the machine. I would sleep all through the night. I was like, oh my God, this thing is working. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I started losing weight. And then I kind of took myself off the machine to see. Yeah. He's like, why did you, what, did you not use your machine last night? And I was like, oh, no, I forgot. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, you need to put it, use it tonight because you're snoring a lot of shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, then I didn't do it again. And I was like, did you hear me snoring last night? He's like, yeah, I had to take a melatonin. I was like, oh, okay. So then I started that reward again. And then I started losing more weight. And I was like, then I took it off. And I, mm-hmm. he didn't say anything about it. Like, you know, like uh, from his bedroom, he's like, he didn't say anything to me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm, I must be, I don't need it anymore. Yep. But then as soon as I started putting weight back on. It's back. Yep. Yeah, it was back, you know, because my neck got thicker. I think that's where my weight first comes is my neck on my face. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the thing as well. Cause now I'll ask, I'll ask my wife, I'll just be like, you know, you're, you're, you're my best judge of, you know, you're my just best judge right now. Um, was I snoring? She was like, no, you actually weren't. Like when I started like losing drastic yeah. weight, she was like, no, you weren't. Uh, I was like, all right, well, did I stop breathing like I did before? She was like, no. I was like, ah, we in, we in there. Yeah. We're doing something right. 
Because using that thing sucks, man. Unless you yeah, get oh, well, now it's yeah. like they got something now where you can get like a. Like a it's not. A, I, I say implant, but it's not like a titty implant, but like a. It's like a chip they put like on your inside your chest, and then mm-hmm. when you go to bed, you just tap your chest like where the machine is in your chest, mm-hmm. and it's like a wireless sleep apnea machine that constantly blowing oh. the air. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I saw it online yeah, the other day. But- I mean, they, you know, this day and age, technology is out there. But no, it, it was it was a pain because the thing is, I know most people when I went in to get my my sleep apnea test, they normally fix you with the one that goes in your nose. And yeah, I, I, I was in there fighting. Then I, I, I pulled it out. They were like, oh, you're going to have to use this. And I was like, no, I can't breathe because the thing is breathing i think i was breathing with my i breathe with, i mean not breathe I, yeah yeah with my mouth open at the time now i can breathe with it closed so it's basically like, no you have to keep it closed because you keep it open it was just like air was just i yeah. thought i was choking and they were just like no you have to you have to i was like how am i training myself that i've been doing this all along where i breathe with my mouth open to train myself just overnight to be like nah keep your mouth closed like mentally it's keep myself sleep so they ended up putting the whole, the one that goes over, over, like the whole face mask, hockey face mask. It goes over your nose, goes over your mouth, everything. And that's the one I had to use because I was just like, I couldn't do the one that was in the nose. Oh. Just, so. Yeah, the one I had was this over my nose. And I think yeah. that's the one they wanted me to put on at when I got my test too. And I was like, uh, this is weird. Like, she was yeah. like it just one night, you know, and the long I didn't know it was going to be two years of my life, you know. <laughs> I'm like, shit, man. Like, what was your life like as far as dating? Uh, non-existent. Um, I was, when I was younger, high school, middle school, well, I'll just say high school, high school, college. Um, yeah, like, well, maybe not college, high school. It was really non-existent because I was just the bigger guy. I was the one, um, you know, I was the, the friend but not the the romantic involvement type person um, that, you know, girls would be like, oh, I love you as a friend. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm friend zoned by everybody in this entire high school because I went to a, like a smaller high school. So it's just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just ride it out. That's who I am. Uh, so I didn't like date. I would say I didn't even start dating anybody until I was 21. Uh, I was in first year of college. Yeah, I was like first year of college. You know, granted, it wasn't on me. I was, I was, I was ready. I was like, you know, would you like to go out on a date with me? Nah, I got other plans. You, you like my brother? I'm okay. Um, how 2021 college, everything like that. Started dating uh, someone, but it was like a long, longer distance type relationship. So oh, it's just, okay. I was in one place. It was, you know, so it was when the internet was big. So it's just like, oh, we met on the internet and we started talking on the internet, really not really meeting up with each other until like, oh, let's finally meet up with each other. Um, we, but it was like very sporadic. And then after that, once that ended, and that wasn't really too long, I would say maybe maybe two, three months or whatever. Um, then it was nothing again, dry spell. You know, I'm meeting people in college. I'm just like, yo, let's, let's do this. Let's get that. Same, got hit with the same high school thing again. No, you know, we let's be friends. And I don't want it to be more than that. You cool. You know, I'll come over and watch a movie and, and all this, but other, more than that, it's not happening. So well, they missed so, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's how I look at it. But, you know, it is what it is. That's once again, it's another thing that's going to build character, another, you know, uh, 
kink or whatever in my armor, so to speak. Uh, but no, then my my wife, uh, well, then um, girlfriend, or even before all that, she reached out to me because she went to App uh, here in North Carolina. She went to App, and I went to UNC Charlotte. We met through like some some kind of event. Um, and I always joked, talking about, you like the cut of my jib. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I, I like, you know, we started talking for a little bit on the, you know, I go home for the summer, we're talking on the phone. So basically what I missed out on all the, the years before, long nights, no, you hang up, I hang up, that kind of thing. And then um, she seen it, she seen me at my lowest and it just built up and we went from uh, from there. But no, the, the dating itself was non-existent. And when people were just like, you only had like maybe one one maybe two girlfriends i was just like yeah well i think just for guys in general it's i think a lot of times people don't take into accord that a lot of guys just don't have a lot of partners yeah there's generally a lot of guys that are doing most of the women and there's just a few there's like a select few and then there's the rest everybody else you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i think women only see it from their point of view because they're always used to having somebody throwing dick at them yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, so they're like, "Why guys are not are not having sex all the time or, or dating?" It's just like that's not the standard. I always say women look at sex like a buffet, and men look at like a stranded person on a deserted island. When's my next meal coming? Yep. You yeah, know. I see it like that too. Yeah. Did you uh, develop like like emotionally different? Do you think because of the weight or the way that you were treated? Because I know Gormy said that. I think he said that he felt like he was emotionally stunted a little bit. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess you, how, how you can say that for me is I'm all, I was always the shoulder to cry on. I was always the, the that's why I never really got into my feelings. Cause I was always worried about other people. Like yeah. that's, that's Man, that basically what it was. On was point. Just, yep. Was like, people would come to me. Oh, I have, like I said, I, I never had the girlfriend, but I had the, oh, he's messing up and this, oh, is he, you know, that kind of thing. Like I was always the shoulder to cry on. I was always the, you know, the, the, I call it, I was the guidance counselor or the psychiatrist. Like people just come to me for that, but never. So it's always like the meme, like it's always, you know, this is what's going on with me, but not what's going on with you. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, that's how I'm just going through life. That's the type of person I'm going to be. Um, I'm not going to talk, you know, then I'm going to, internalize everything and not talk about me because everybody wants to talk about them so yeah it actually i'll say that now i'm just now gradually getting into expressing and talking about myself more than it just being like yeah i'll be that people pleaser but no that's been like my life the entire time like oh can you do this sure no 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 about it so to speak so yeah so what impact do you see yourself having on people now, like with your social media presence and all the posts you do in like your content creation? Like, have you had uh, people reach out to you and tell you how you've affected their life or changed their outlook on stuff? Yeah, actually, um, awesome. I've had a few that have reached out to me and, and said, you know, some that have earlier on talked to me. And I told them like what I did and just try to take it slow. And I've had them reach back out to me. I'm like, man, I've lost like 25, 30 pounds, you know, just by doing what you said. And it makes me feel, it's not like validation, but it just makes me feel good. Like, you know, okay. What you're saying and what you're doing can actually resonate with other people. And it's the other thing as well. Like when I make a post and I'll do like a side by side before and after, and people will be like, man, you're a true inspiration. And like I said before, I don't see myself as that. I'm just, 
a guy that wanted to live um, and wanted to live a little bit longer, but people see that and they just like, they start sharing it and like, you need to hear his story. And I'm just a little old Curtis over here, but no, it's definitely impacted greatly. Like I said, I work with a lot of people and there'd be some people. um, There was a guy named Zach that used to work with me. He was 300 ish pounds. And then when I started like walking the floor and started losing the weight, he was just like, what are you doing? I was like, this is what I'm doing. He was like, okay, I need to start doing something. Cause we, we were calling ourselves like the big boys club, you know, trying to make it a joke about it, but then also just, you know, um, talking about it. Cause now it's to the point where he's lost. I want to say he's close to in uh, under 200 or something like that for being there. Granted, he doesn't work uh, in the same company anymore, but I still keep up with him on social media and he's rocking it out. And then there's another guy that I work with. His name is Rocky. He was also bigger. But once I once we started chopping it up about keto, he started doing that. He started going to the gym and working out. And he's lost a lot of weight from where he used to be. So he was like, man, guess what kind of um, guess what kind of what size uh, pants I'm in now? I'm in 36 or 34s. And I'm just like, when I used to be this and I'm just like, j- just knowing I guess like them saying like if I if I wasn't around you and seeing that happen and seeing that it can be done, um, I probably would still be where I was at. Yeah. So, so that's the part that kind of sits with me where I'm just like, for real? And like I'm just like, really? Like I like I, I'm still thinking I don't have an impact, but people, you know, I wouldn't amass I'm not gonna name a number. You just go to my page because that feels like I'm flying. But uh, <laughs> you earned them, man. But you know, for sure, you're, you're inspiring people, man. You should be proud of that. It's like number. Yeah, but you get those those people when you see it and you see it shared. Um, and then it's just like you know, this guy can do it. Then and it's that whole cliche: if I can do it, then you can do it. And it really, it really is. It's just like I mentioned before. It, it just has to be your time, or you have the one in enough. But no, I mean, I'm very appreciative of it because, like I said, I just went into this to live. Um, yeah, there's two things that uh, Tupac once said. He said, uh, the rose that grew from concrete, which is like talking about how like people think if you come up from a certain way or you're never going to develop into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the whole weight loss transformation for you. Yeah. And then he also said, I might not change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the brain of somebody that will change the world. So you putting out your content may inspire somebody else to do it, you know, and or inspire somebody else to do it down the way. So mm-hmm. by what you're doing, you're doing good in the world. And that's what a lot of us need in this world right now. I don't think the world's as bad as everybody tries to make it seem, but there are a lot of people. They usually say the loudest people in the world are the most negative. And most people mm-hmm. doing good shit aren't actually go out there and put their stuff. So you putting your stuff out there good is helping out our world to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way you worded that because <laughs> sometimes, I, like I said, I don't look at it that way, but it, that actually pieced that together nicely. It, it, it yeah, made me smile a little bit. So, <laughs> And like I said, that's the beauty of the Internet. Like Raul found you online. We live in Memphis. You live in, you said, North Carolina. Yeah. So like there is good things that can happen. You know, it brought us all together by your journey. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm super thankful for, like I said, I've been reached out to, um, been on a few podcasts because of my Instagram. But the thing is, um, you know, sometimes I try, I want to be envious of other people, but then I kind of like kick that to the side. And the only reason I want to be envious of some people is because they were taking the pictures as they went and how people was like, take the pictures. But for me, 
like I said, I wasn't worried about taking the pictures. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I just wanted to get in, keep my head down, make sure it worked and then go from there. So a lot of people like after that year end, they were just like, you need to go ahead and make an Instagram or make a YouTube or something. And I'm just like, nah, I'm just, you know, I don't need to do that. So I'm already in when like, I guess you can say, quote unquote, most of the work is done. Um, where I can't like, oh, this is me going to the gym or this is me doing this. I couldn't do that gradually. But then I'm just to the, I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm like, nah, you, you know, you did that for a reason. So that's your story to tell is I did it this way. I didn't want social media to impact me because I see a lot of people get burnt out with social media. Um, they try to feel like they got to post everything or don't post enough or something like that. I'm just like, man, social media is just a tool. I don't, it doesn't pay my bills. It doesn't do anything like that. It's just something I can say here, here's what I did and here's what I'm continuously doing. So, yeah, because we had a guy on here, his name is Eric Roberts. Oh. And Eric said that he's a fitness in, uh, instructor. Mm-hmm. Or like an online coach, and he was saying that a lot of these fitness people will stockpile pictures of when they're yeah. in their best physical shape, and then they'll post those, not actually showing their true self. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of times, like a, a viewer will see it and they're like, "Oh man, it's you know, you're seeing people's highlight reels, you're not seeing their true self." So, yeah, I guess like you were saying, it's always for some people, it's like a burden to always keep up this facade of what you look like. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be definitely hard to keep on pumping out content like those people have to, you know. And then they also uh, sell like a program that they're currently not looking like they looked in that picture currently. Yeah. So they, you know, that's why they probably have to stockpile it. But it's still not right because it's hard to maintain that life. And they clearly, by stockpiling it, they're telling us that. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like I've never went into, I'm always going to be me. I'm just always, I'm never going to be a fake in that sense. Um, that's why, like when I do my reviews and stuff, a lot of companies are like, we like your content and we chose you for a reason because we like what you do. And we like, you know, that you're funny and you're quirky and you're, you're this and that. So we, we picked you for a reason. And then the other stuff is just, oh, you know, we, we came across your page and we see that you like this or you like that. Cause I'm always, I've always been a reviewer. In my in my mind, um, when I was bigger, it was just like reviewing for myself. Oh, this they Oreo let out a new flavor. I need to taste it. But now it's just like I'm reviewing it, and it's like companies are saying, "Hey, we want you to review this meat stick, no zero sugar meat stick or whatever like that." And now I'm just like, okay, I'll put it out there. I'm not doing it to like sell it, but I'm doing it just like, yeah, you know, if you walk through a store and you see it, it's maybe something that may interest you because it's zero sugar. It has no carbs. It's just plain meat. It's built on whatever. Mm. Um, but like I always tell people, cause they feel like they have to pump out a lot of content. And I say to them, like these, these people, they're not paying my bills. Like if I do get paid something, it's a drop in a bucket. It's not what's paying my bills. So I'm not going to feel like social media is what what rules me so i mean i like i said i'm in it just to share my story and if the other stuff comes the other stuff comes so that's a good way of looking at it though because if you put too much pressure on yourself then you're gonna get burned out Mm -hmm. like i always have to do what i gotta do this oh i gotta do you know there's like some people i've watched like on youtube and they try to do like videos every day and stuff and yeah they're now they're like man i hated myself having to do that it's like so much Mm -hmm. fucking work well, it's yep. kind of like you said. Uh, like you said, they got burned out. Remember, um, head back in his kitchen, Sahil. Yeah, he was saying that you know he he got so frustrated having to keep on putting content out there, and that he would keep on looking at the numbers, and when they were really high, he would get depressed. And you know, I was like, dang, I never looked at it that way. Yeah, 
and but no, you uh, even me when I post something, uh, and it's that's easy that that's easy to get into. Like once I posted something, I'll be like, okay, well this has been for ten hours. Um, uh, this has been up for ten hours. Oh, I only have like a hundred likes. Hmm, okay, maybe there was something about it that I didn't like, and then I'll see other people same kind of content maybe a little bit more followers. I don't know. But there's a, there's a lot that goes into this. There's engagement groups. It's just, I was like, man, I'm not trying to, no. Nope, yeah, the social media can drive you crazy, man. I mean, it's, they do it on purpose. Yeah. You know, it's like they have these algorithms and, you know, sometimes you'll see something in your feed and you won't see something in your feed. And it's like, why am I seeing this? It's not what I want to see. But then they, I guess they're basing off what you like before and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's a whole you know, racket pretty much. You know, it's like a rat race. Like, oh, what do I got to post today to get this many likes? And it's just like, yeah. if you just post a post, you're gonna be more yep. happy with yourself than posting for likes. Like That's yesterday, it. yesterday I said, to, so I was, telling, I was talking to Tony. <laughs> I was talking to Tony at the bar, and everybody heard me say this. Like, oh man, look, I got 23 likes on this picture, and he's like, whoa! Everyone's like, whoa, celebrity, look out now! He's His like, blue check's <laughs> coming. I was, like, I was like, I was like, man, fuck all y'all. That's a lot of people. <laughs> like, but I don't know. Oh man. So uh, we usually wrap up. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Oh, sorry. I mean, why are you trying to kick him off already, man? So what is your uh, outlook now as far as your plans for the future? Um, yeah, uh, my plans for the future is I'm going to just I'm going to ride this until the wheels fall off and hopefully they don't. Um, I'm not in the sense of like the social media thing, but just in the sense of keeping going where I'm going, keep, you know, keep the exercise, keep the weight loss going, because I always say no turning back. Um, if the, the social media piece picks off, I mean, picks up, then it picks up. Like I said, I'm not overly worried about that, even though my dad would be like, Mr. Hollywood, <laughs> not even, but, um, but no. And then the next step is, you know, since I've lost all this weight and I lost it drastic and I'm, you know, I'm taking the collagen and doing the exercising and building the muscle, but I always joked that there's not enough snap back in the world um, that I'm going to have like loose skin. And I have like, I recently did a post about the loose skin and that loose skin is not going anywhere. I got my water wings is what I call them. I got my, my, my spare tire, whatever, my whole entire, um, fats, I mean, skin suit that I am looking to try to get removed. So I'm right now, I'm just like started a little GoFundMe. Uh, I'm trying to like any little bit that can help for the skin removal surgery because it's seen as cosmetic and my insurance won't really cover it and just any any little bit that can help. But no, that's that's kind of like I don't feel my don't see myself at my final form because my shirts don't fit right. My pants still don't fit right because I have to like tuck the skin into my pants or try to find a, a wear jacket all the time. that's two sizes too big, even though I know I can get into like a large or something because of the loose skin. So that's kind of like where I'm, where I want to go to next is once I can get that done and I feel like I'll be complete in my mind. So <laughs> that's in a nutshell where I'm at. It's crazy that the insurance will cover that. Like, because yeah, insurance is a scam, man. I hate yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah, I can, I can get into medical insurance. I can get into that all day. They'll cover like the, like the panectomy, which is basically like the the front stomach area is what they may cover. So I have to like go to my, uh, my primary doctor. She has to take pictures because I have chafing and stuff and make sure that's been readily notated to make sure we could tell the, the insurance company, this is why we need it. Otherwise they'll say, you know, it's not medically necessary, 
which also gets on my nerves because I go from 525 to 225. This is kind of medically necessary because I've had rashes and stuff like that. But um, but they'll only cover the front part. But when I talked to a cosmetic surgeon, he was like, no, we need to do a 360, which is because my my back has loose skin. So it's not like I'm, I'm still look I'm going to look weird if it's just like the very front part. The sides will still be there. My back will still have boobs on the back of it. I'll still have my droopy boobs. I'll, I'll still have my water, like all that other stuff that's still part they only cover like that front part. I'm like, well, that defeats the purpose. Like, with the, like that doesn't help anything at all. So yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so that's the the uphill battle when it comes to things like this, uh, especially when insurance is involved. So you know, that's another racket, so to speak. But I could talk about that too. So would you say like the the skin removal would be more for an emotional thing? And yeah. I guess also I've heard too, which I didn't take in consideration. Like working out sometimes with the loose skin is difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is kind of like twofold. Um, I I will say it is going to be more emotional, more um, mindset, more I'm finally complete. I'm finally the person that I always knew I should be. I know it sounds kind of cliche as well. But then, yes, it is. It is the others because I always feel like I either have to wear those those shapewear shirts or whatever like that to keep. You know, that's why I'm always like I'm not running because. Uh, like I, I need to wear a bra or something because the loose, loose skin with a man boobs used to be is gonna flap and hit me in my face. And, and you know, it's just, uh, I joke like once again, I joke. So when I do things that have jumping jacks and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm my own audience, I'm, I'm my own audience because I'm clapping for myself because mm. the skin is just everywhere, just yeah it's like, like those what is it the one cheek challenge where the girls are jumping up and you oh yeah <laughs> so so yeah that'll definitely help in that regard because i feel like yeah i can work out but then it's just like if i'm doing push-ups or sit-ups granted i'm my form is right but if i wanted to like take a picture which is fine because i've done it before and people see the loose skin and i've done like yoga shirtless and stuff so that's another thing but i'm trying to look better shirtless than you know the loose skin would be in a way which would also be like more gratification for myself but like the skin will just be wow it's it's on the floor as i'm doing my push-ups and stuff i'm just like well i mean i'm doing it correctly it's just the skin is just there so yeah it, it would definitely help out in both departments i saw a video one time I, i'm sure you know him uh gary v gary uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. And uh, he's a really positive guy, but he posted this video of this guy was taking a picture with him and the guy was missing an arm. And so he goes on the guy and the guy walks on the other side. He's like, well, let me go on my good side, showing where his arm is actually at. Mm-hmm. And so they take the picture and then Gary's like, the other side's a good side. Yeah. And so it's like, sometimes you want to say something good like that, but it's just how the person feels. Like we can always say, oh, you look great, man. You look great. But if you don't feel it, that's more about how you feel than what we think. Yeah, true. And that's like we'll hold like your skin thing, you know, like on the outside, we'll be like, oh, you look great, man. But if you're not truly satisfied, it's all about you. It's not what we think the outside people mm-hmm. looking in. So, yeah. And that's exactly how I look at it, too. I mean, people can tell me, you know, I like you, I love you the way that you are. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I love myself, too. Or I wouldn't be like in the position where I'm at and doing what I'm doing. But I just feel like there's that that last piece to that puzzle. Yeah that'll make me complete. So, well, I hope that people keep on donating to your GoFundMe, man, because that's something really important to you. And I want to see yeah. it happen for you. I appreciate it. 
Now you can ask your. Oh, sorry. Uh, so we <laughs> usually, my bad. So we usually, uh, uh, ah, sorry. We usually end the podcast with asking a guest. Um, How'd you get so stuffy during the podcast? Man? <laughs> I got a, co- I got a cold or something. Is it noticeable? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we ask uh, to give a piece of advice to people, like whatever you wanted it to be. Yeah, and it's the the one thing I I always tell people, and it's very cliches, but I say start. Start small, start simple, start one thing at a time. Like they always say, like, I, I joke, Tom, I'll put your, if you can't put your whole foot forward, put your pinky toe forward. If you can't cut, you know, bread out, cut your sodas out, cut your sugars out, you know, I, and I know it's talked about everywhere, but it's legit. Like that will build that mindset. Like stop thinking that you can't do it. Stop doing one thing at a time. So it's not seen as cold turkey. Just, you know, okay. I, I'm eating this, this, I'm drinking this sugary, sugary drink. Let me drink water in place of it. And then, okay. I did that. Maybe I can do something different. Uh, and then just build from that. If you feel like you can't do it all at once, which, you know, a lot of people don't want to dig themselves into that kind of grave. Um, then just do that. Just start small, start with that pinky toe, that inch um, that becomes the mile. I mean, I know I speak in cliches, but it, that's what that's ultimately what resonated with me so yeah i think you should keep doing what you're doing man because i think you're a very inspirational person and i think you're going to keep motivating people um and i'm glad you got on your journey and i'm glad we got to talk to you because of your journey yeah man thank Um, you so much for coming on no problem i definitely appreciate both of y'all you scared me at first because i thought it was just One person, the next you know, the person pops up. <laughs> I try to let him talk more now because it used to be he didn't say very much. Oh, and then people good. are like, well, why is he not saying anything? I'm like, I don't know, because in real life, he doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is true. I talk, man, all the fucking time. <laughs> he tells me I make him nervous on this. I'm like, I'm just trying to do the best we can do, man, trying to put the best product we can out there. So Yeah, most definitely. And like I said, I appreciate y'all reaching out. Yes, sir. Well, have a good day, man. All right, man. Thank you for doing it, man. And we love you a lot. Bye. Mm -hmm. All right, bye. bye.